Well, we are here again, starting season two of the Steministas podcast. Did you miss us while we were on vacation? (laughs) (laughs) It has been a nice long hiatus. So in case you guys don't know who we are, I'm Emma. I'm a fifth year PhD candidate. And I'm Rachel, now a freshly minted postdoctoral fellow. You're Dr. Rachel. Can I like yes. call you that from now on? Just be like, Dr. Rachel, what do you think? I do. I have a mug at work. It says Dr. Rachel. That's amazing. <laughs> do you introduce yourself as doctor to people now? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's too awkward. Well, everybody in my lab, most people in the lab are postdocs, so we're all doctor. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I've heard of people where they are trying to always debate, like, do they put doctor in front of their name or do like comma PhD when they like say different things online? And there's been a lot of debate. I know the MDs are like, no, you should not have doctor in front of your name. You're not a real doctor. And it's like, uh, no. You're a real doctor. You have a PhD. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I have the the PhD on my e- automatic email responses. Um, and I did, um, I selected doctor on some form, you know, because they'll ask you for the prefix. I was like, oh, well, I guess mm-hmm. I am a doctor. <laughs> you might have that, like, I've heard of people when they're on a plane and they put doctor oh, no. on and it's like, oh, we have a doctor on the plane. Can you come help this person who's having a heart attack? And it's like, no, I'm a doctor in engineering or something. No, I can't. Can't build a bridge I over really, someone's heart. I really hope I didn't select that on my plane ticket that I bought recently because that's a nightmare. <laughs> Hopefully everybody <laughs> will be okay. <laughs> I'm sure. So, Rachel, what is going on in your life now since you are a newly minted PhD? Yes. So last May, as I think we may have talked about already on the podcast, I defended my PhD dissertation. And um, since then, I have wrapped things up in the lab at Chapel Hill, and I've moved to Boston. And now that I'm in Boston, I've joined the lab at Harvard Medical School, Brigham Women's Hospital, and I'm now researching Alzheimer's disease. So still neurodegeneration, um, but it's different context and you're working with fruit flies this time around right not big old rats oh yes yeah tiny little fruit flies they follow me home sometimes (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've told people when I like worked in a fruit fly lab I can still identify a male or female fruit fly like I don't even need a microscope to do it it's one of my partners oh yeah oh yeah you can see them in the in the bottle um so we at my apartment we're, we're dealing with a pantry moth infestation <laughs> a what that's a uh, pantry moths <laughs> so these are moths that um feed on different grains so they'll get into like rice and flour and stuff so so everything we, we throw out all the infected stuff and and we have to keep all our flour in like sealed plastic things um so that moths can't get in but anyways i was uh i was showing off my insect know-how trying to point out the male and the female (laughs) pantry moths because i assume they're like they're like uh, fruit flies where the females are bigger so Uh (laughs) no but it's fun it's very fun to be um back working with flies feel like i'm in my element again uh this (laughs) is a i don't know if i've talked about this before but i i used to do fruit fly research in my undergrad work so very familiar with the fruit fly (laughs) 
Yeah, it takes a special person to work with fruit flies. Like, I think I worked with them one time, and I was like, nope, never doing this again if I can choose. Oh, I love it. It felt so good, like, the first time I picked up the paintbrush to flip them around. We use, like, a little paintbrush <laughs> to push them across the pad when they're uh, knocked out. <laughs> I know. You have such, like, oh. I can see such a joy in your face when you're saying that. I'm so glad you enjoy it. <laughs> yes. But enough about me and my fruit flies. Uh, what have you been up to in the past four months, Emma? Yeah, so I am in the process of trying to wrap up my thesis work. So sometime in the next year, hopefully. But this summer, I had the opportunity to work at a medical communications company. And that was fantastic. Because I think I've talked in the podcast that I'd like to get into science communication in the future. And just to be able to see what that looks like from a day-to-day basis and helping write publications and make posters and really taking your communication know-how and applying it to science. And the great thing is you're not doing the experiments, so you're not personally invested and you get to just write about the research. And there's also a team of people that helps you do it. So when you're doing your PhD, you're doing the experiments, you're doing the statistical tests, you make your figures for papers, you write the papers, you do the presentations, but in, an, in a company, they have someone who does the figures. They have someone who edits the papers. They have someone who writes the papers. Like, it's a really cool to see how much of a team atmosphere it is. So I'm hoping to pursue a career in medical communications after grad school. So that's kind of kind of what I'm holding out for, but also still trying to do well in my PhD life now. Oh, I like the way you described that. It sounded so efficient. I love it. Yes. It's efficient. It's productive. There's plans. People communicate. It's like all the things I want and all the things that grad school doesn't have. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely something to be said for learning the whole process like we do in the PhD and postdoc, but it's just so beautiful to have, you know, one person that's the expert on making the figures, for instance. Yeah, it definitely makes things go faster. So can you tell us um, what you are writing about, or is it top secret? That's a good question. Actually, I can say it in a way that it's not going to, like, give it away. So I'm in the process of writing up three papers for my PhD research. So one of the papers is looking at uh, skeletal muscle cells. And in the lab, we stain these cells with different markers so that we can look under the microscope and see these beautiful, long muscle cells, also known as myofibers. But one issue with these myofibers is they're really hard to quantify. So anytime you're doing any sort of microscope work, you want to be able to either count something or measure something so that you can say, oh, this treatment is causing the area to get bigger of these myofibers, for example. Oh, yeah, that's so important because in the papers, like, you'll show one picture, but, you know, that that doesn't mean anything because there's so many cells on this slide and that's just, like, one cell that you're looking at. So if you can count them and give a number, it makes it more believable versus just looking at that one picture. Exactly. So my undergrad and I actually wrote up a paper and it's we created some a, a software program to help count and measure different aspects of these myofibers. So that's one of the papers. And then another paper, I can't really share what I did to my cells. But mm-hmm. we're working with skeletal muscle cells and we're doing some stuff and stretching them. That's all I can say. And then another paper 
was kind of looking at skeletal muscle development and what kind of regulates that process. So kind of all in the vein of skeletal muscle because that's what we study in the lab. I would share what I'm doing in my postdoctoral work, but I'm like, <laughs> my undergrad advisor used to call this stage a wandering in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a descriptor. I'm, that's how I feel right now. Cause it's, I don't know. I, I am working on those two projects I told you about, but um, yeah, it's, everything's kind of up in the air. <laughs> um. <laughs> Until I, I start getting some data to see if it works in my hands, you know. Otherwise, we got to figure something else out. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what your PhD, you're trained to just be able to have things up in the air yeah. and yeah. be okay with that as a person. <laughs> I think that's one thing a PhD really teaches oh, you. Oh, yeah. You get really comfortable switching, switching gears. <laughs> so as you know, Steminis is, is switching to a new format where we're going to be releasing seasons, probably two seasons a year. Um, and we wanted to let you know that these seasons will be themed on um, s- different organ systems in the body. So uh, you'll have to stay tuned for the episode next week to hear which organ system we're going to cover first. Yeah, we're really excited about this format because when we were talking about all of our different podcast episodes, both of our favorite podcast episodes have been ones we've done in a series which is where we can like take a lot of time and set up the background and then like walk you through the science whatever we talked in the back of my mind I can remember we did that with vitamins which we both that was such a fun series to do and then the most recent series was on GMOs and it was like a three-parter so it just gave much more time to talk and with all the amount of research we put in it's nice when we can use that research more than just one episode and give you a more interesting final product at the end definitely we're also excited because we're hoping to have some guests on as well so to get some better experts since we are not experts in all these things that we talk about we just read a lot of papers but to give experts to give you their view on these organ systems as well absolutely and in addition to the experts we're hoping that you guys will help us out by asking questions because emma and i don't want to just talk about what's interesting to us about these organ systems we want to be talking about what's interesting to you and filling in any gaps in your knowledge next week we're going to post an intro episode just kind of a quick probably sub 10 minute episode talking about what organ system we're going to get into this season and kind of a teaser of what's to come. 